I've taken the time to study the all 22 coaches film from the Buffalo Bills week four win over the Miami Dolphins, and I'm sharing my top takeaways today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? Uh, it's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Lockdown Bills. Want to thank you for making Lockdown Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, folks, time for my favorite episode of the week. I think it's my favorite episode. I enjoy them all, but this one is certainly up there in terms of the joy that I get from putting it together and sharing my thoughts and studying the tape. and so. If you've been with us all season long, you know what is about to happen. I'm going to share my biggest takeaways from studying the Bills' all-22 coaches film against the Miami Dolphins. And these episodes are similar but different every week. We have our staples, our snap counts, our studs and duds. uh, But there's always a few things different that follow some of the big things that happened in the last Bills game. And so what I want to focus on today is... Josh Allen and five touchdowns, a pretty special performance from Josh Allen, one of the best of his career. I want to get into some other offensive notes. I want to talk about why Sean McDermott and his defense had so much success against this Miami offense. A little bit about Taylor Rapp, a little bit about run defense, studs and duds, and have us a good discussion here as I've taken the time to study the film and have a good understanding of exactly what went down on Sunday afternoon. But I want to start with Josh Allen. Five touchdowns. He winds up throwing for 320 yards, four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, a perfect passer rating. And it was one of the all-time great performances. Only one other quarterback in the history of the NFL has had a game where they pass for over 300 yards, pass for four or more touchdowns, rush for another one, and had a perfect passer rating. Aaron Rodgers did it in 2019. Josh Allen, the only other player to do it in the history of the league. And so we saw a special performance from Josh Allen. And I wanted to take the time to really dive into the five different touchdowns. Last week, we spent some time talking about the Commanders game, obviously, and the turnovers that the Bills were able to force. And I went through and talked about what went into each of those turnovers and why they happened. And I got a lot of great feedback where you guys seem to enjoy the details behind it, right? It's not just, well, Micah Hyde picked off a pass. These things happened that led to Micah Hyde being able to do it. And so I want to do the same here for the five touchdowns that Josh Allen scored against the Miami Dolphins. So that's what we're going to start with. So let's get into it. The first touchdown, number one, an 18-yard throw to Gabe Davis. First and 10 from the 18, from the plus 18. So you're inside the red zone here. Shotgun. 11 personnel, your three wide receivers, Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield, and Gabe Davis. Notice no Stefan Diggs on the field. 
Latavius Murray's the running back. Dalton Kincaid, the one tight end on the field. Now, Deontay Hardy is the lone wide receiver to the left side of the formation. And so you got Sherfield and Gabe Davis to the right, and you have Kincaid aligned next to the tight end. And of course, Hardy's originally aligned to the left. Josh motions Deontay Hardy before the snap to come behind him and work across the formation. So while the ball snapped, Deontay Hardy is in motion behind Josh Allen. And so you have that motion, and you also have a run fake. You have a play-action run fake to Latavius Murray. And Allen does the run fake, and then he sets like he's going to throw the little flare route to Deontay Hardy as he motions across the formation. And, of course, he doesn't go there with the football. He resets and then works to that route combination between Trent Sherfield and Gabe Davis to his right. And Davis is the inside receiver. Sherfield is the outside receiver. Sherfield immediately releases and works vertically down the field at the snap, and he runs a skinny post. And then Gabe Davis is on a delayed release, making it look like he's going to stock block for the play fake that would get the ball to Hardy out in the flats. So he has this delayed release. He allows Sherfield to get up the field and clear out the space. Meanwhile, Justin Bethel, who's the slot corner there, assigned to Gabe Davis, he's all interested in Deontay Hardy in the flats. And so he's buzzing down into the flats. He gets flat-footed, and Gabe runs by him. And you have a good throw and a, a good catch. Good throw by Josh, good catch by Gabe Davis, but a lot of moving parts here, right? You have a motion, you have a run fake, you have Josh setting to the flare route, resetting his feet, working back to the route combination to his right, a clear out route by Sherfield, and then, of course, Gabe Davis being very effective with his timing and finishing the play. So why did this happen? You have great, a great play call and execution. Trent Sherfield's the unsung hero of this play because the way he ran that route, he held that coverage and created that space for Gabe. And then you have a great sell of the play fakes by Josh Allen and Latavius Murray and Deontay Hardy throwing a catch for a touchdown. Bills are on the board 7 to nothing. The second touchdown, 11-yard touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs. Second and goal from the 11. And here's what's significant about this one that I think is an underrated component of this entire touchdown. It's second and goal from the 11. It was. On the previous play, second and goal from the six, and the Bills ran the ball for five yards to get the ball to third and goal from the one. But it was brought back 10 yards because David Edwards didn't re-report as eligible as a jumbo tight end. And that's significant because we've seen those types of moments derail and steal the momentum of a drive for the Bills. It didn't. So you go from third and one at the one to Second and goal, or second and goal from the 11. 12 personnel, James Cook, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, Trent Sherfield, Steph Diggs, your receivers. So no Gabe Davis on the field. Diggs is in motion at the snap. You get an inside spin move from Andrew Van Ginkle, who's aligned over Spencer Brown. And Josh kind of sees that and feels that, and he just kind of moves off his spot and gets to his right just to tick. And instead of just completely running towards the sideline, Josh kind of stays there, 
climbs forward and he hits Stefan Diggs, who sees what's happening in the pocket and adjusts his route. And so because Josh is climbing forward, Dolphins linebacker David Long sees Josh step up and sell that he's going to run. And then that creates the space for Stefan Diggs to get behind him. And the next thing you know, Stefan Diggs is smashing beers together, celebrating a touchdown. So why did this happen? Great pocket awareness and, and pocket management by Josh Allen. And a great adjustment by Stefan Diggs to be in motion. He's running a shallow cross. See what's happening. Josh climbs the pocket. He brings in the linebacker because it looks like he's going to run. Space is vacated. Throw and catch. 17 plus 14 equals six. The next one, number three, second and 10 from the Bills, 45. Josh is under center, 12 personnel. James Cook, your running back. Kincaid and Knox, the tight ends. Steph Diggs and Trent Shurfield are your receivers. We get a play action fake. Diggs is in motion at the snap. The Dolphins rush five. The protection holds up. So you have five on five, man on man blocking. Diggs runs a stop route at 18 yards of depth. He catches it despite some contact there from Cater Kohu, which it was flagged, but of course the Bills declined it. Steph works back down to the football, turns and runs. He shakes off Kohu. He shakes off Brandon Jones, sprints to the end zone. Why did it happen? Starts with protect protection. You have five-man protection on five rushers. It holds up. You have an accurate throw with good timing and then an elite individual effort by Stefan Diggs. So there's three of the five touchdowns. We'll talk about the other two here in just a moment. But, hey, look, maybe you want to go see Josh Allen play live this year. Well, then you got to use the Game Time app. Buying tickets for an event, it can be stressful but it doesn't have to be. Check out Game Time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets, all-in prices. They give you an image from your seat so you know exactly what to expect. A best price guarantee. Simply put, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The, uh, the app is awesome. It's super easy to navigate. They have flash deals and deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So you don't have to plan months in advance Months in advance, you can get tickets right up to that same day, and the tickets are sent right to your phone. You don't have to dig through emails or anything like that, so I love that. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so we talked about Three of the five touchdowns. Let's get to the next two. Number four, first and 10 from the Miami 13. Shotgun formation, 11 personnel. David Edwards, the tight end. Latavius Murray, the running back. Three wide receivers on the field. Diggs, Sherfield, and Davis. Play action. And this was a really good tendency breaker because the Bills love to run these in-breaking glance routes in these situations where it's red zone, Actually, you have the run fake, and then they like to have that glance route. Diggs sells the glance route before working back outside and put Cater Kohu in the blender. So you have a great route, but the run fake also 
freezes some of those second-level defenders that should be getting depth and coverage. They don't. Josh sells the fake. He sets his feet, and then he layers the throw to a fairly wide-open Stefan Diggs. So why did this happen? Tendency breaker. Good run fake, an elite route by Steph Diggs, and Josh drops it in. So good scheme, good execution. Good tendency breaker there. And the last one, first and 10 from the 11. After a play action deep pass to Gabe Davis, got him down there. So that was the last play of the third quarter. First play of the fourth quarter. If I'm not mistaken, that's how this goes. Shotgun, 11 personnel. On the field, James Cook, your running back. Diggs, Shakir Davis, the wide receiver, knocks the tight end. Three by one set. Three to Josh's left. One to his right. The only one to the right is actually Dawson Knox. So all three of those receivers were to his left. And Josh audibles. He alerts this play call. He sees the man coverage, and he changes the play. He runs a zone read play where he rides out that mesh to James Cook, brings all the defenders to James Cook, pulls the ball, keeps it and runs for a score, and Josh is untouched. So you have a great pull by Deion Dawkins. He pulls and seals. Osiris Torrance down blocks and creates a lane. Spencer Brown turns Bradley Chubb out. Dawson Knox, it's man coverage, so Dawson Knox runs a quick out route and takes a defender with him to clear out that second level. And there's a huge, huge hole, and Josh runs through it. So why did this happen? Great pre-snap recognition by Josh Allen and a great audible. Great blocking up front. Great play fake. And an easy run. And that's how you get five touchdowns in one game against the Miami Dolphins. A couple of other offensive notes that I want to get to here. Play action was great in this game. Great in this game. 35% play action. boy, Ken Dorsey. That's where I want to live. You guys know one of my biggest gripes about this offense last year was the dip in play action. And I want it to be in the mid-30s. And it was against Miami. And on those plays, those 35% of Josh Allen's throws that were play action, Josh was 9 of 10 for 206 yards and three touchdowns. Let's go. 35% every week. I love that. I love that so much. Also, how about yards after catch? Big talking point for years with this football team. It's been better this year to begin with, but this game was the best of the best so far. 170 yards of yards after catch for Josh Allen in this game. 8.1 yards per completion. And you're probably thinking a lot about that Steph Diggs play where catches that stop route and makes those two guys miss and sprints to the end zone. That was that was some of it. But you still got 39 yards of yak from James Cook. You got 20 from Trent Sherfield on two catches. Latavius Murray had... Big-time yak on his was a 22-yard reception. Dawson Knox had nine yards of yak on his 12-yard catch where he buried Javon Holland and trampled over him for a first down. You had good yak not only on that play from Diggs, but other guys in this game. And so love seeing that. And the last thing here under offensive notes is I wanted to mention Spencer Brown. I've talked a lot about Spencer Brown, well, I a lot on this podcast. And one thing that I've mentioned in the Raiders game where people were pretty interested in Spencer Brown and how um, he was able to kind of limit Max Crosby. And I talked about it and I said, look, 
There's more protection schemes that gave him a ton of help, and he did well to use it. But on the few instances where he was 1v1 versus Max Crosby, I said, look, that was rough. Was better against Washington. Still had some help, but he had more one-on-one battles and thought he met the moment. This was his best game. This was his best game for sure. And was it all perfect? No, but he was pretty secure over there. And the Bills gave him some help, but maybe not to the same degree as it was in the previous couple of games. And he had one-on-one reps against Bradley Chubb, one-on-one reps against Andrew Van Ginkle, and he met the moment. Now, obviously, Jalen Phillips being out for Miami certainly helps. But Spencer, I thought, played his best game of the season. And so as he turned the corner, I don't know, I want to see the sample size continue to expand, and I want to see him be able to obviously take advantage of what Ken Dorsey bakes into these game plans for him, but also, hey, when there's times where you got to go one-on-one, continue to be consistent. And I think that's had a really nice upward trajectory here across the first four games of the season, where week one against the Jets, against John Franklin Myers, it was tough, but he's really responded well. Offense is playing well, really good. Excited about the trajectory of this offense, excited about the scheme, excited about the way Josh Allen's playing. It's all really good on offense right now. Let's get to the offensive snap counts here, and then we'll talk defense. Offensive snap counts, Bills had 58 offensive snaps. Josh Allen, uh, quarterbacks, Josh Allen, 50 of those. Kyle Allen, eight. Running back, James Cook, 23. Latavius Murray, 19. Damian Harris, 16. Reggie Gilliam, 10. At tight end, Dalton Kincaid, 30 of 58 snaps. Dawson Knox, 29. Quentin Morris, 15. At wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, 44. Gabe Davis, 43. Trent Shurfield, 27. Khalil Shakir, 15. Deontay Hardy, 15. Offensive line, Spencer Brown, Osiris Torrance played all 58 snaps. Mitch Morse, Deion Dawkins, Connor McGovern, 50. Ryan Vandemark and Ryan Bates, eight snaps. And then David Edwards had 12 snaps, uh, four of those coming as the big jumbo tight end. So we've talked about that role kind of emerging here over the last couple of weeks, and it was still part of what the Bills did on Sunday. So there you have it, the offensive snap counts from this football game. All right, we're going to talk defense, defensive snap counts, studs and duds here in just a moment, but need to tell you about FanDuel. Folks, I'm sure you're enjoying this NFL season. Enjoy it even more with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. They've got good futures bets as well. So check it out. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk about how this Bills defense was able to really limit this Miami offense. Miami offense with all the hype coming in, 70 points against the Denver Broncos, averaging 43 points per game, doing all the motion, all the stuff, right? Speed, attack it with, or create leverage and attack it with speed, all the eye candy. A lot of hype for that offense, and the Bills did well. Held them to 20 points. Talked about the efficiency on third and fourth down. 3 of 10 on third down, 0 for 3 on fourth down, so 3 for 13 combined. 
four sacks, two turnovers. Pressured Tua on 14 of his 40 dropbacks, 35%. And Tua was only pressured on 21.2% of dropbacks in the first three games, according to NFL Next Gen Stats. The Bills recorded four sacks and nine quarterback hits. Miami entered the game only allowing one sack and five quarterback hits. So three games, one sack, five quarterback hits. One game against the Bills, four sacks and nine quarterback hits. Great day for the defense. And I really love how they responded. I talked about this yesterday, but I want to reiterate it. Those first two drives, they scored 14 points. The rest of the game, they scored six. So those first two drives, 14 plays, 142 yards, average 10.1 yards per play, and scored two touchdowns. The rest of the game, 44 plays, 251 yards, that's 5.7 yards per play, and scored six points. So after the first two touchdowns, the results of the Miami Dolphins' offensive drives were punt, punt, fumble, punt, touchdown, interception, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, turnover on downs. That's outstanding. So how'd they do it? Well, in short, it's scheme and execution. McDermott coached these boys up well. They knew what to do. They didn't panic, and they executed. So what were some of the key themes that I noticed from studying this defensive tape? Well, first of all, I thought the Bills did a great job of being completely unbothered by the pre-snap motion. You know, this was certainly a different offense that, than the Bills faced the first three weeks of the season. A lot more static offenses, a lot of offenses that didn't do much to stress the Bills' zone communication. And the Bills were really unbothered by this pre-snap motion. In fact, I would say that the Bills used Miami's pre-snap motion as indicators to help them take away Tua's first read while also not giving Miami any pre-snap indicators based on what you're going to do defensively. I'll say that again. The Bills used Miami's motion as indicators to help them take away the first read from Tua while also simultaneously not giving Miami any pre-snap indicators. They were very fast to cap Tua's first read, so you have to know what it is to cap it. And I give Matt Milano so much credit for this. Matt Milano was a huge defensive chess piece for Sean McDermott in this game, and he met the moment. And, and I would say Taron Johnson as well. There were reps where Matt Milano is capping Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell over the middle and forcing Tua to move his eyes. The Bills also had some good trap coverages called on the outside where they were anticipating some of those looks. But basically, you just forced Tua to move his eyes, work deeper into the progression, and you know the volatility that comes with Tua doing that. Two metrics here that I want to give you. Tua's average time to throw against the Bills, 2.59 seconds. His average time to throw going into this game was 2.24. So you, you, you force him to hold on to the football for an extra quarter of a second. Margins are slim in the NFL, and that matters. And you got him off of those first reads. We talked about Tua going to that first read. He does it, or he did it, the first three weeks of the season, 80% of the time. Against the Bills, 57.1%. That was a critical component of this defense having success. You needed some disruption up front, 
and you need to figure out ways to get to his eyes off of his first read, and Sean McDermott figured that out. Give Matt Milano credit. Give Taron Johnson credit. Just did a great job of anticipating where they wanted to go with the football, capping it quick, and forcing Tua to work deeper into the progression. They, had a, they did a good job getting pressure on Tua. I already mentioned it. Gave you the numbers. And Sean McDermott did a good job of mostly rushing four. But through rushing four, he was still able to overload some sides and create good one-on-ones. And so you're getting bodies in coverage, seven in coverage, but you're also pretty effective with how you're deploying your four-man rush. And they were willing to blitz. Sean blitzed 22% of the passing plays in this game. and so. One of the key things I also talked about last week was, hey, this isn't the time to reinvent your defense. You can't go out there for this game and just try to be something that you're not. You have to straight stay true to who you are, your core philosophies and fundamentals as a defense. And they did that. And they weren't willing to just, okay, you're going to dictate terms. We're going to play our style of football and see if you can beat it. And the Bills stayed true to who they were. Mixed in some blitz, simulated pressures. It was a master class. Great job by this Bills defense. Tua, in this game, was pressured. And the times that he threw the football, he was two for eight. Two for eight. Good pressure schemes, good coverage, good anticipation, good execution. Guys played fast. Did a great job. Other things on defense, I know that folks would be interested in Taylor Rapp, obviously filling in for Jordan Poyer. How did he look? What can we take away from this performance? I'd say he was fine. There wasn't a whole lot to glean from it. He was certainly out there for every snap, but the Bills played him in a lot of deeper alignments, uh, stayed over the top, came down and tackled. I liked his trigger. I like his pursuit effort. I wish he would have been able to break up that throw that uh, Raheem Mostert caught the ball between like Taylor Rapp and Trey White. You're like, what the heck is this? Taylor Rapp was just a tick late on uh, on his jump and wasn't able to knock that ball away. So I thought he was fine. I don't know that I look at that game and say, you know what, Taylor Rapp is for sure going to be a long-term answer for this defense. Um, but it was good to see him out there and kind of interesting that they played him in a lot of deeper alignments. And, you know, I don't know how much more we're going to see of him. Obviously, we want Jordan Poyer to be healthy and, of course, Micah Hyde to be healthy. Uh, but I don't know if I look at this game and, Say, yep, that this is what I'm going to point to to make sure that Taylor Rapp is going to be the long-term starter at safety. Maybe he still will, but I don't think he did anything good. He didn't do anything extraordinary or concerning in this game that would be a needle mover, if you will, uh, for his long-term forecast on this defense. A couple other notes here that I want to get to is I want to talk about run defense because the Bills are – I mean, I guess they gave up a fair amount of yards rushing the ball or to, you know, to Miami. They they had some success running the ball statistically at the end of the game. I thought the Bills did a great job early defending the run. And once the Bills got a sizable lead, you know, they were up 31 to 14 at halftime. They were then willing to make some adjustments on defense and play with more two safety sets and uh, two deep safeties and then kind of pull a defender away from the box and say, hey, look, Miami, you can have what you want on the ground. We're up by three scores. And so, yeah, I mean, Devin, a chain, 
Achan, whatever his name is, like he had some production in that second half. But I think there's a huge asterisk by this Bills, you know, yards per carry that they're giving up. I talked about the Jets game a million times and what that the reality of the run defense was that week. Obviously, they shut down the Raiders. The Commanders probably ran the ball as the best of any team against the Bills, but they only did it like 10 times. And remember, I mean, Miami had seven carries for 20 yards in halftime in this game. That's it. Seven carries for 20 yards. And then would they have 123 yards rushing in the second half? Here you go. We're up three scores. Take it. I mean, the Bills had a night and day difference in their concern for the run in the first two quarters compared to the last two quarters. So you want to be concerned about the Bills run defense? Okay. Like you can look at the yards per carry and certainly talk yourself into that. But I think there's a lot of context that needs to be considered when discussing those numbers. Defensive snap counts, the Bills were on the field for 65 snaps. Defensive tackle, Ed Oliver, 46 of 65 snaps. Daquan Jones, 36. Jordan Phillips, 24. Tim Settle, 20. At defensive end, Greg Rousseau, 37 of 65 snaps. Leonard Floyd, 35. A.J. Epinesa, 29. Shaq Lawson, 26. Kingsley Jonathan, 7. Matt Milano, Terrell Bernard played all 65 snaps. And then at corner, you certainly had a lot going on here with Trey White getting injured, Christian Benford getting injured. So Dane Jackson winds up playing 49 snaps, Trey White 47, Christian Benford 34. Taron Johnson played 56. And then at safety, Taylor Rapp and Micah Hyde both played 65. Cam Lewis played nine defensive snaps. So some interesting dynamics as it relates to snap count. Studs and duds. My studs this week, and again, the criteria here, whatever I want it to be. Did you make a big enough impact, good or bad, for me to say, you know what, you deserve to be a stud or a dud? My studs this week, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau. You could probably give some offensive linemen some flowers here. Uh, I thought they all played good, but was anybody great? Maybe Deion Dawkins. But I didn't feel overly convinced to put anyone down. I thought they played well. They played well. But, like, how can I sit here and compare Dawkins having a great game to what Allen Diggs and Milano did and what Daquan Jones and that Oliver and Greg Rousseau did? I don't know. Maybe being a little stingy. But no duds this week. Who am I going to put down? Khalil Shakir for dropping one pass? I don't know. I'm not putting any duds down for a second week in a row. So there you have it. Studs and duds. My studs, Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau. Next up for this Bills team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to do herd mentality next. And in through that episode, I'll certainly talk about uh, Von Miller returning to practice, Tredavious White, and his season-ending Achilles injury, the options that the Bills have, all those dynamics we'll kind of cover within herd mentality. And then we'll turn our attention to the Bills Week 5 matchup against the Jaguars in London. So don't miss anything. Make sure that you're subscribed. We'd love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.